Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. Welcome once again to our first service. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many of you are really glad to be in God's house? Come on, lift up your hands. God bless you. God bless you. It's a joy to be with you this morning at this first service as we continue our series on the seven longings of the human heart. The seven longings of the human heart. We said that God has placed within every human heart a longing. A longing is a cavity, a sense of emptiness. It's supposed to be a GPS that's supposed to cause a sense of frustration within our soul to bring us to God. When God created us, he placed eternity in our hearts. And in this series, we are looking at the various longings that he has placed on our heart. The first thing we did is looking at the longing for fascination. We are, God has created us with a certain longing to be fascinated, to be wow, to be awed. And that longing can only be fulfilled by the living God. No form of entertainment or sports can fill that although we try to use those things to fill those gaps within our soul. We also said that we have a deep longing to be enjoyed by God, to feel pleased by God. I mentioned that when Jesus was baptized, the Bible says that the heavens were open and the Spirit of God came like a dove upon him. And then God spoke. And God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. There's no, nothing like knowing that we are pleasing the heart of God, that we are being enjoyed by God. We have this deep need to be enjoyed by God. And sometimes we turn this need to human beings. We want people to like us. We want people to enjoy us. It is this deep, deep need in us that drives us for love and to be accepted. But that need can only be fulfilled by the living God. We also spoke about the the longing for beauty. That we, because we are created by a beautiful God, deep within us, there is something that detests ugliness. So we long for beauty in God, beauty in creation, and beauty within ourselves. We also said that the beauty industry they understand this longing and they have taken advantage of us, offering us products and things that can fulfill that need. That need for beauty can only be fulfilled by the living God. Then last Sunday, we spoke about the longing for worship. The longing for worship, that deep within every human being, there is this craving to reach out to a higher being, to to worship the living God. 
We also said that if we are not worshiping the living God, we will allow others to create gods for us, or we will create our own gods. We saw that in the creation of the golden calf, when Moses went up to God to receive them, uh, the two tablets, the Ten Commandments, he came down and the people have created their own gods. When you don't worship the living God, you will create your own gods or you allow others to create gods for you. So today we are going to look at the fifth longing, the longing for community, the longing for community, the longing for community. So first of all, what do I mean by community? By community, I mean where two or more people are assembled together with a common interest, where two or three are assembled together with a common interest. That's my simple definition of community. We all need community. Every one of us, we need somebody. Let me tell you, no one is an island. Anyone that think that they do not need others, they are either ignorant or they are arrogant. Did you hear me, somebody? When you think you don't need other people, you, you may either be ignorant or you are arrogant because we need one another. We need one another. Today, again, I want to use a very simple outline as we engage this Topic as we treat this topic on longing for community. I want, I want us to look at the pain, the pitfall, and the provision. We have been using this simple outline for all this series. The pain, the pitfall, and the provision. Let's first and foremost look at the pain. What does this longing look like? I said God has created us with a deep longing to connect with others. There is this deep cavity, a longing in our heart to connect with other people. Even dogs who are not created in the image of God, sometimes when they see another dog, have you seen a dog who sees another dog and started to really back and go, whoa, 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 whoa. What they are saying is that I need fellowship. I need one another. Even dogs need community. We all need community because we are created in the image of God and we know that God himself dwells in community. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They dwell in community. When we are not fulfilling this deep need to connect with others, the deep need for community, we feel very lonely. We feel very lonely. We feel an emptiness within our soul. We feel something is missing because every one of us have a deep need to connect with others. I came across a quote by Mother uh, Teresa. Mother Teresa said, loneliness is the leprosy of modern society. Loneliness is the leprosy of modern society. And no one wants anybody to know that they are, they are a leper. We are lonely. We are lonely because we are not connecting. We are not, we are not connecting with one another. As we enter into uh, postmodernism, we are becoming more and more isolated from each other. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, Genesis 2, 18, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good. 
God never created us to be alone and he never intended us to be alone. He said it's not good. You see, Adam had everything. Every material things you could think of, he had it. Adam was very comfortable. He had his need met. His transportation situation met. His housing situation met. All the material things he needed was met. Adam had everything and yet there was something missing. It was a need to connect with others. Those of you who are who know, familiar with Hank Williams, in his music, Hank Williams is a secular singer. He said, I am so long, lonesome, I could die. I am so lonesome, I could die. The Beatles, you remember the Beatles? They have a chorus. If you remember some, one of their famous choruses, he said, all the lonely people, where do they all come from? We have turned our world into a very, very lonely place. Why are people feeling so lonely? In his book, Seven, Habit, Seven Habits of Highly Affected People, uh, in his bestseller, Stephen Covey said, in more than 25 years of working with people in business, university, marriage, and family settings, I have come in contact with many individuals who have achieved an incredible degree of adverse success, but have found themselves struggling with an inner hunger for healthy, growing relationship with other people. In other words, he said, I've seen, I have encountered successful people, people who have made it to the top, but yet within these people, there is a hunger for connection. There is a hunger for connection that the Western world cannot ignore. John Hodbeck, in his famous book, Everyone is Normal Until You Get to Know Them. I love this book. I want to encourage you to, to get a copy. Everyone is normal until you get to know them. This is what he said in his book. For centuries, some of the smartest grown-ups who ever lived have devoted themselves to this problem, this problem of loneliness and the need to connect. And he said this God-designed hunger for community is why Plato wrote The Republic and Augustine wrote The City of God. The city of God. There is a hunger. There is a deep, deep need within every one of us to connect. Community is part of our God-given image. God dwells in community. And when he created us in his own image, he created us with an image to connect with others. When you don't have the need to connect with others, that reflects your own brokenness your own brokenness. So that is the pain. When you look at around us, why is Facebook so popular today? Why, why do we have a need to connect? Then there's a, there is a Twitter. Everybody wants to catch up with friends. You know, Facebook is simply, you know, helping us to fulfill a deep need for all, all, every one of us. We call it social network. We all have a need to connect with others. We have a need to connect with others. So let's look at the pitfall. We have, we, we, we have looked at the pain that is within us, the pain, the need to connect. What is the pitfall? Why are we not connecting? If there is a need to connect, 
Why are we not connecting? Why are we so lonesome? Why are we feeling so lonely? How come there are lots of, there are more human beings on earth today than there was maybe a thousand of years ago. And yet we are feeling more lonely than they used to when there are few population. Why is it like that? Let me suggest to you a few reasons why we have feeling lonely and can't fulfill this deep need. The first one is what I call radical individualism. Radical individualism. Me, myself, and I. We don't have, we feel like we, have, we don't have a need for others. We just need our time, our space. We don't want to connect with other people. You know, we can, we can have our own iPod, listen to our own music. We don't need to listen to music in the community. We can play our own video games. You know, these days, video games have been made in such a way that you don't need others to play with. You can be alone and you can, you can vest uh, yourself with somebody else uh, in a computer. Why is it happening like that? Look, our individualism has created all kinds of awkwardness among humankind. Have you ever gone to an elevator and see the awkwardness? Everybody turns, goes into the, com- com- uh, to the elevator, and then they look up. There may be a four or five of you in the elevator, but it feels so awkward because for the first time, we've all been put in a cage, and we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to connect with each other. When, I, when you find somebody in the elevator, you know, in North America or in the Western world, we have something called icebreakers. Why do we need icebreakers? Because when you put a group of people together, they don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to connect. Radical individualism has left us in a way that we don't know how to connect. So we have to create games that can trigger us to talk or to connect with others. That's really pathetic. People even don't know how to date anymore, how to go out with a guy or or a girl just to connect. What is happening to us? It is radical individualism where you can go on Facebook and ask for somebody to be your friend, your virtual friend, friend that you may never see. But that will not fulfill the need. We are thinking about ourselves. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 4, Philippians chapter 2 verse 4, The Bible says, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. You cannot be selfish. You cannot be individualistic. That will create more vacuum and the vexation of spirit. That will create loneliness within you. Radical individualism is not helping us to connect, to fulfill our God-given longing. What else is causing us to be lonely? It is our own brokenness. Because we are broken, because we have been rejected, because we have been abused, sometimes it messes us up. People do not know how to connect sometimes because we are afraid of rejection. We are afraid to be transparent. We are afraid that if we connect with others, we will be rejected. Others will hurt us. So we have tend to rather go inside and be by ourselves instead of connecting with others. 
Because we are afraid of people. People will harm us. People will hurt us. People will abandon us. People will leave us broken. That's the second reason why we are not connecting. Our own brokenness, the fear of rejection. We are afraid of people. So radical individualism is, is caught, causing us to be apart from each other. Brokenness is also separating us. And also busyness. We are just busy. In the Western world, we are busy. Even some part of third world, we have become so busy. We don't have time for people. People are working on two or three jobs so that they can buy stuff. People are so busy with unnecessary things. One day, somebody came to Jesus and said, what does it mean to love my neighbor? And Jesus told a story. You know the story. He told us the story of the good Samaritan. He said, a man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves. And he was beaten, and he was left half dead. This man was in need. This man was longing to, to be connected with somebody. This man was bleeding. This man needs help. And the Bible says the priest came by, and he was too busy. He passed by him. The Levite also came by. He saw him. He was too busy. He passed by him. Why didn't they stop to connect with this man who needs their help? They were too busy to go and fulfill other chores. We have crowded our lives with things that we don't have time for each other anymore. We don't have time to just hang out. Some of you, to, to have an appointment with you, it may take forever. I was talking to somebody the other day. They said, oh, when, when can we meet together and just hang out? He looked at his calendar. It was so crowded. He said, maybe in two months. In two months. We are so busy, crowded our life with things that are not necessary. The Bible says, finally, a man came whom we call the Good Samaritan. He was a businessman. He was a rich man. And yet he had time. He stopped, took care of this man, took him to an inn. This is a story. Jesus is saying, if we are going to fulfill the deep need that God has placed in our heart, we need to take the time to reach out to others. We are simply too busy. We need to take time and bless others. We need to take time and be a blessing to other people. We, 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 we need to uncrowd our life and to connect. You remember the story of Mary and Martha. Jesus came by to visit these two sisters. And the Bible says, whilst Mary was spending his time at the feet of Jesus, Martha was very busy. His life was crowded with trying to cook, make a meal, Whereas Mary was busy connecting with Jesus to a point she became frustrated. And he said to Jesus, Jesus, can't you ask my sister Mary to come and help me? And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you worry about unnecessary things. But your sister has chosen that which was needful. Amongst all our busyness, do we have time to connect with people? Do we have time to connect with people? 
Maybe you should start to uncrowd your life. Maybe you should start to take things away from your life so that Jesus can come in, so that others can come in, so that we can connect with others, so that we, we will feel fulfilled. Because when we are not connected with others, we feel our life is empty and our life is brokenness. I'm talking about radical individualism that is keeping us away from connecting. Brokenness, the fear of rejection, that is keeping us from connecting. I also mentioned about busyness. What else keeps us from connecting with others? Materialism. Materialism. Many of us, we love toys more than we love people. Are you understand what I'm saying? We love toys more than we love people. When you get into an accident, what concerns you most? Is it the people in the car or your very car that is damaged? We love material things more than people. And that is why many of us, we spend our life running after these things, running, running after these things because we don't have time for people. Because we want to buy that, we want to buy a bigger car, we want to buy a newer car, we want to buy a bigger house, a newer house. And so we are running, working on jobs, and we come home, and we are tired, and we have no time for people. Our lives are crowded indeed. And because our lives are crowded, we find that our lives are also feeling empty. We are feeling empty. We need people in our life. It is not good for a man to be alone. Some of us, it's not only materialism, we also have created home entertainment. Home entertainment. The gatherings of people. We've got our DVD player, we've got our huge TV, we've got our man's cage, our man's, um, they call it man's cave. We are going back in history. We come home, we just want to just watch TV or want to watch cable. We don't have time for people. You see, especially in a place like Africa, before internet came, before cable came, people used to gather outside to just connect and talk. These days, people don't gather anymore. You know why? Because we've got television. We've got our own entertainment, our own internet, our own iPhones. We don't need people anymore. Sometimes I see a, a group of kids sitting together and they're not talking. Everybody is on their phone. Other playing games. We are not connecting. This will never bring us fulfillment. We have been created with a deep, deep need to connect with God. And until we are connecting, we need to remove this pitfalls. Radical individualism, brokenness, busyness, materialism, and home entertainment. What is it that is keeping you from reaching out to people? What is it that is keeping you from connecting with people? We don't have deep friends anymore. We don't have close friends anymore. Many of us, we have contact friends, people that we can say hi, but we don't have people that we can truly connect. Friends are important. People are important. You see, when you die and people come to your funeral, they will not be talking about your car or your house. They'll be talking about relationships. There's no good commentary someone will give about you than to say that this man loved people. This man had time for people. Nobody's going to talk about how beautiful your house is. At the end of the day, what matters most is your connection with people. Are you finding the time 
to connect with people. Because I am telling you this morning, when you are not connecting with people, you are going to feel a sense of emptiness within your soul. Because God never created you to be alone. He never intended you to be alone. So that's the pitfall. How can we connect? How can we connect? And why is it important to connect? Let's look at the provision. The provision. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. The solution for man's loneliness is for him, for God to create another human being. The solution for our emptiness is not material things. God could have created more stuff for Adam. He said, man is lonely. I will give him the, le- the latest edition of the video game or the latest edition of MP3 or the latest edition of iPod. That is what the world is offering us. When we are feeling more lonely, they are always offering us the latest, the latest version of this, this, and that. But that is not the solution. Adam had everything, and yet he was feeling lonely. God said, I will make him a suitable mate. Creating another being. What Adam needed most was to connect with another being. We need to connect. We need to connect with another being because we need them. We need them to help us in our journey. We need them. We need people to come into our life. Why is it so important to connect? Why is it so crucial that we connect with others? Number one, and I'm going to give you some principles, some some principles that will help you. The reason why we need to connect, the provision. Number one, because we need people to share, sharing. We need people to share our deep, deep thoughts, our deep, deep emotions, and to express, to express them. You know, we, we, we need to go beyond the superficial chit-chat. Hey, how are you? And we don't go deeper. We need a deep connection. We need close friends, deep friendship. Because sometimes you, you, you need somebody to just express your joy with the person. When you are happy about somebody, about something, you, you need to tell somebody about, about it. You need, to, you need another human being to express your joy. Sometimes you need another human being to reveal your hurt. Sometimes you are broken. Sometimes you are in pain. Sometimes something is bothering you. Something is eating you up. You need somebody to talk to about it. When your soul, when you are feeling sorrowful, even Jesus Christ, in his most difficult moment, when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, he called unto Peter John and James, and he said to them, come with me and watch with me. He needed people. He needed his close friends. Sometimes you are hurting, and there are a lot of people who are are hurting, but they are hurting by themselves. When you are broken and you are feeling pain, you can't keep it by yourself. You need people to share with. That is why we all need people. Even Jesus Christ needed to express his heart. He's praying to his disciples. He said, I'm feeling extremely sorrowful. You need people in your life that you can express your hurt and your pain. Can I get an amen? Sometimes you, you even need people to admit your fears and your doubt. You see, we all go through doubt and fears. Amen? Sometimes we go through moments in our life when 
we feel, we, we have questions. We have questions. Things that we, we believe in, sometimes they don't make sense anymore. Even Jesus Christ at the point had his doubt. He said, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass. There are times when you are going through a period where you need people to help you through your doubt and your fears. Even John the Baptist, the Bible says he's the, he was the greatest man born of women. Even had this doubt. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 2, we are told that when John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? This is the man who ushered him the Messiah. This is the man who baptized Jesus. He saw the heavens open. He saw the spirit come upon Jesus like a dove. And he heard God himself, the father saying, this is my beloved in whom I'm well pleased. He saw it and he heard it. And yet, when he was put in jail, he had doubt. All of us, we have been there. We have been in moments when we begin to doubt. We begin to be afraid. We begin to wonder whether God exists. We begin to wonder whether God cares about us. We all have those moments. But you need people during this difficult moment to help you thread the journey. Otherwise, you will fall apart. We need people. Even Elijah, one of the greatest prophets who ever lived, had his own doubts sometimes. He told God, kill me. He ran away from Jezebel. You need people. We all need people. And that is why I said anyone who said that he doesn't need people is either ignorant or arrogant. We need one another. We need one another to step into our life and to share our life with us. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. Why do we need to encourage one another daily because we all become discouraged. Sometimes we, we, we have our doubts. Sometimes we fall apart. We need people to come and help us to lift it up. This is a daily thing. Everyone needs people in their lives. When we connect with others, they can lift us up when we fall down. Can I get an amen? We need people not only to express our doubt and fears, but people that we can confess our failures and our weaknesses. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations that we need to talk to somebody about. We need somebody who can help us. So I have, I have fallen or I've done this. Or I find myself in a dark space. Can, can you help me walk out? Sometimes we can, feel, we can find ourselves entrapped by the devil. Sometimes we can be ensnared by the enemy. Sometimes we find ourselves in a sin that we cannot come out ourselves. We need somebody to help us. We need somebody to help us. We need somebody to bring us out. Sharing. That is why we, need, we have a need to connect. We need somebody to share with. Why do we need to connect with others? Because we also, people will bring us support. People will bring us support, both spiritually, emotionally, and even financially. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 says, two are better than one. Why? Because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him to get up. You can't walk alone. 
You cannot walk alone. Because when you fall down, who is going to help you up? Everybody falls sometimes. Sometimes we stumble and we fall. And sometimes you cannot get up by yourself. You need others to help you. Others to carry you. When that man who was on the road from Jerusalem to Jericho fell among thieves, he was beaten and he was half dead. He needed help. He couldn't help himself. The good Samaritan needed to go and give him help. We all find ourselves in situations like that where we need somebody to help us. Galatians chapter 6 says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burden, so fulfill the law of Christ. We need one another. We need to support one another. You know, the word here, burden, means extra luggage. Sometimes we find ourselves carrying extra luggage. Sometimes life happens. Sometimes the burden becomes too much. That's why it's good to have connections, to have friends. Job had friends. The Bible says when he lost everything, he lost his children, he lost his business, and he lost his own health. He became so sick. His friends came and encouraged him. When you have friends, they will help you out. When you fall down, we need one another. another. We need people to connect with. So we need people to help us to share. We need people to help us to, who can support us, to share, to support us. We also need people to keep us sharp. To keep us sharp. People will sharpen us. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 11 says, Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? You cannot be warm alone. When your heat goes out, who is able to help you start your fire? The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. We sharpen each other. Not only do we need somebody to share our life, need somebody to support, we also need somebody to keep us sharp. Somebody to flame us. Poke our flames. Somebody to keep our fire burning. We need one another. When you are a log and you are by yourself, you will die. And the enemy likes to isolate us so that he can destroy us. We need one another to keep our fire burning, sharing, support, getting sharp, sharpness, and also strength. We need one another to give us strength. Let's go back to Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a, a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. When you are connected to others, you become strong. The Bible says one shall chase a thousand, but two shall chase ten thousand. When we are banded together, we can make, we can cause destruction. We can make headway. We can get a return for our labor. Hallelujah. Two is better than one because it gives strength. We need someone to share our life with. 
We need somebody to support us. We need somebody to keep us sharp. And we need somebody to, to help us to become strong, bring us strength. Not only that, we also need somebody to help us with our solutions. 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 Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. When you are friends, you can bounce things off them. When you have people, you can tell them things. They can advise you. They can cancel you. They help you so that you don't make the same mistakes like other people have made. People can come into your life, step into your life, speak into your life, advise you. I have got people who speak into my life. Help me not to make the same mistakes that they made. You need people in your life, people to provide solutions for you. What have we said today? We need people to, because they will share. They will come and share our joy, our pain, our doubt. We need people to come and support us when we need them, when we are falling down. We need people to keep us sharp, to keep us burning. We need people to give us strength. And then we also said we need people to give us solution. Let me end here with some concluding thoughts. What should we do? Number one, pray. I know you don't want to reach out to people because you are broken. You don't want to reach out to people because others have hurt you. Pray that God will heal you. Pray that God will touch your heart. Pray that God will help you to forget the hurt that people have brought to you. The brokenness. Pray that God will heal them. Pray also that God will give you the boldness that you need to take the step you need to connect with others. Number two, you must pursue. Not only must you pray, you must pursue. Take the necessary steps to connect with others. In other words, I'm asking you to take some risk. I'm not guaranteeing that people will not hurt you, but you need them anyway. So pray that God will bring the right people in your life and connect with them, pursue them. Friends are precious. When you find a good friend, hold on to them. Connect with others. And number three, not only must you pray, must you pursue, you must also prioritize. Make friendship, make connecting with people a priority in your life. By that I mean not money, not material things, not entertainment, not the junk, not homes or houses. These are not your priorities in life. What you need are people. Make people a priorities in your life. They, they crowd your life. Take the things that are causing you not to have time with people, things that are keeping you busy. Take those things out of your life and bring people back into your life. Prioritize people. I came across an interesting quote by John, John Hotberg, and he said this. He said, the requirement for true intimacy is junks of unhurried time. Unhurried time. If you need to connect, you can't force it. He said, if you think you can fit deep community into the cracks of an overloaded schedule, think again. Wise people do not try to microwave friendships. You must prioritize it. You can't do community in a hurry. You cannot listen in a hurry. You cannot mourn in a hurry with those who mourn 
or rejoice in a hurry with those who rejoice. Many people lack great friends for the simple reason that they have never made pursuing community a high priority. Make connecting with others a priority in your life. This week, I'm going to connect with others. I'm going to find a time to meet with others and talk with others. Let me end with 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. The Bible says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, purifies us from all our sin. There is power in dwelling community. And I pray this morning that God will quicken your heart and give you a burden to connect with others. We thank you, precious Father. Thank you for your word unto us. I pray, oh God, that your word will continue to ring in our hearts to connect with others. You have called us into community. You have created us for community. Oh God, help us to fulfill this need by, community, by connecting with others. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in his presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and New Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington State, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.